0: Introducing the Aging Room Quatro Nicaragua JR 50th. One of the highest rated cigars in the industry is now available in a special, rounded torpedo size. Celebrate our 50th anniversary in style with this iconic limited edition smoke. Only available at JRcigars.com. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. All
1: right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. It's a Wednesday night, a special edition, Jordan.
0: Special edition. of
1: Smoke Night Live. Uh this is episode 301 because I didn't think
0: we were going to keep filming after the 300. No,
1: after 300 we were just going to stop forever. It was done. Boom. Oh, were you really done? This is parenthesis. Boom. Are you serious? No. No. Of course not. Uh, but uh, uh, Jordan, Jordan, we finally got to the stage where now we don't have to do... I don't have to say... Like, we don't have to do two nights. Where's the nin- doing this? So Nick, for a while, so we really, really, really wanted our 300th episode to be the night of the dojo party, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. Right. That, that was the whole plan. We well, were planning
0: on you being there, but I Nick Malilo, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I, I
1: will I will officially introduce him, but he's already kind of already on the show. So Nick, we really really wanted our 300th episode to be that night, right? But we were we were sort of way ahead, so for a while there we were doing like. Episode 296, B. You slowed it down. So you kind of could tell if you were like a real guest or not, (laughs) if you were like, oh, I got a B
0: episode? Uh You're like, this
1: guy's a B. Does Does that count? How many Bs and Cs (laughs) did you have? But now it's, it's full on, dude. You're a full... You're a full episode. So I'm really 307? No, <laughs> baby. Yeah, in a way. That's true, I yeah. I'm, I'm going ch- to have it, to go back and count. Right. In a way, yeah, you're probably like 306 or 307 or whatever. But uh, hey, guys, a couple of housekeeping issues before we start chatting with Nick Melillo, Foundation Cigars. As you all know, uh, he was... Kind enough to join us in studio tonight, which is going to be awesome. Might
0: be our I was
1: the first in-studio yeah. oh, yeah. guest ever. I think that's right. That's true. I'm yeah. not making that up. I and and you think d-
0: you've appeared more than any other in you studio. Did, you is that did true? In studio. In studio. Yes.
1: In studio. Okay. I think so. And Word that up. night you did, you did a sweet rap at the end. Oh, God. It was <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> told me to stick to making cigars. <laughs> 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 but, you know, we're having fun. We're exactly. hanging out. So, uh, Jordan, uh, real quick, a little housekeeping before we start chatting yes! with Nick. Uh, Clean it up. We are going to <laughs> Honduras, um, oh. March 2nd through the 5th. Um, it's it's back, baby. We are doing Camp Camacho in live form. We'll be heading to uh, Lee, Honduras. You take a flight out of Miami. You land in flo- Tegucula Galpa. There. Hey, Jordan, don't wait. Well, when you when know, are you going? Fun. Don't talk people out of it. <laughs> Jordan I it's love like that you show up as a as a circle <laughs> uh, don't, that is great don't uh, don't talk people out of it the yeah. show has gone i mean the production value on the show is unbelievable it's nick as you know you're you're flying you're flying you're coming into honduras and then it's, you're coming up <laughs> on tegus lagalpa and he's you just like t- you just dive straight down. It's so cool. Yeah, I think it's a it's a bank hard left. Yes. to avoid the mountains. And then as you
0: as you're on the runway, you just see like all these destroyed planes <laughs> on the side. Like <laughs> that's not in true. the sides okay. of mountains. All right, maybe it's yeah, true. yeah. That <laughs> it
1: is actually technically uh, if you look on the list top five most dangerous airports yeah. to fly into. But that makes it so fun. It does because when you make that hard turn, you're just you know you're just looking through the the left-hand window straight down yes <laughs> which i thought was yeah. a, a lot of fun we're doing a great job promoting uh, travel yeah. to honduras right now exactly. this is great but yeah. i would say uh, if you want to go to camp camacho with us you can uh, sign the pre-registration form march 2nd through march 5th that's a great time Here, here's my plan nick my plan is i, I fly into miami early Right, I fly into Miami early. Of course, I hang course. out. I do some uh, Macando. That's my favorite, of breakfast place in the world. Okay, Macando. 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 It's it's a Colombian, a Colombian. coffee Ooh, roaster. Colombians make some serious. Right, not too far from the uh, Miami airport, and they make Nick what I would s- what I'm going to suggest to you is the greatest croissant sandwich you've ever eaten in your life. Get out of the city, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> really? It is they literally make you know like normally like every croissant sandwich you have is it's basically like the grocery store croissant yeah, part yeah, yeah. and they and it's good, right? You put like eggs, you put bacon, you right. put stuff in there. These guys they make the croissants themselves and Jordan it's a much more hearty croissant. Oh, it's this is oh, like that's the there. only meal
0: yeah. you need for the day.
1: Let ah. me let me ask you a question. Yeah. There's got to be a lot of butter involved. There is a lot of yeah. butter involved. They yeah. they do coffee any way you want it. So you you got pour-overs. you got French presses. They roast the beans right there. Yeah. It's d- absolutely phenomenal. I do the mocha pot. Yeah, you know what the mocha pot is? Whatever, no. Oh. It's the uh, it, the Cubans use it, but it was Italian originally, 1901. Mm. I think the uh, patent is on it. It's the uh, silver metal water oh, yeah. in the bottom, and then it boils up to the top. I, you never see those? Oh, okay. yeah. I you know how Cubans do that, make right? Cuban coffee? Yeah. It's like the silver pot, right?
0: Well, this place is cool because they will let you do. They'll brew it any way you want. So you can do like an AeroPress. You can do a French press. You can do pour over. You can do whatever the heck.
1: What's you the, want. what's the what's the uh, Chemex? They do that.
0: They do a Chemex. They do a V60. Anyways, Sounds so I'm like gonna my kind of place. I'm
1: gonna fly in early, Nick. I'm gonna fly in early to Miami. Maybe two weeks. I don't know. Two weeks. Maybe, maybe it's two weeks. Okay. Ah, it's two weeks. I like and how then, you're And then I'm gonna go to Abe's Great Smoke. Oh, nice. That's the 26th of February. Right. Yes. And then boom, just a couple days later.
0: Are we thinking there's still gonna be Nick? Is there still gonna be tobacco at that time?
1: Yes. There's still um, gonna be tobacco. In
0: Honduras and the beginning of yeah. March.
1: Yeah, there should be. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna Up I'm, until about, I'm gonna butt uh, those. April. I'm gonna butt those trips together. Yeah, boom. So April if you, you want to go to Camp Camacho and do exactly all the things that I just described, do what the dojo does. Uh, fill out the uh, pre-registration form. It's on uh, cigardojo.com. Uh, we'll be taking um, all the pre-registrations and then uh, picking the guys that uh, we think can actually make it. And boom. You go, it's like it's like seven hundred and ninety five bucks to do the Camp Camacho for everything. But everything else is included. You get you get to stay in the beautiful guest house, you get all of the drink with George Rami. You get Rammy. You, you get to drink all the drink M2, you want, all the, the food you want, all the, the cigars that you can possibly consume in three days. It's, believe me, you'll make your money back in spades. What more do you want? What more do you want? Sounds like a great time. How many people get to go? So uh, 10 people get to go, including and then uh, extra is uh, me and Jordan. So 12 people totally. Okay. Uh, Jordan and I are sort of like the hosts of the event, so it's going to be a blast. Uh, Jordan. Uh, yes. Dojo Chico was a huge Chico. success at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. Mm. Our newest cigar with the, the Alec and Bradley boys. Um People were freaking out about it, loving it. Now, here's the thing. We sold well over half of the 840 run of nice. bundles. Nice. Uh, at the dojo party, we sold 200. At the Just at the dojo party. Oh, what? Right here in the studio. Right here in the studio, we sold 200. Now I know I'm drinking. And then <laughs> I don't know how many we sold at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, Nick, but it was a lot. So whatever's left over, I don't know the number yet because everybody's still getting home and figuring all that sort of stuff out. Yeah. But whatever's left will go on sale September 8th. <laughs> On uh, PayLessCigarsAndPipes.com. cigars and pipes dot com, seven days. Our smoker, our smoker friendly uh, buddies, our partners uh, they're, there, they're yeah. great, right? I mean, what an event! What an event! Yeah, it was incredible. They, I mean, they really do a good job. I know that you were there. You were having a good time. You sold everything that you could yeah, possibly I think we sell. Had one or two boxes left. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I wish we sent more. It was a beautiful afternoon. It was, and uh, you know, it was. Uh, we were lucky we had a backdrop so it covered some of that sun. Yeah. And uh, it was a beautiful day. It was nice. I couldn't believe it was 2 years, man. Right? Really, it's kind of surreal to know it was that long before uh, I had seen everybody. I you know, know. Like for, so for us it was kind of weird because of the year that it got canceled. You know, we hosted the event virtually here in studio. Mm-hmm. And so to me it doesn't seem like we missed a year because yeah, you know we that still had it going on. But it was great to, you know, be back in person. Uh, With everybody. It was packed. That was most people I've seen at an event in a while. Yeah. You know what was crazy about that, Nick, was when the VIPs... So the VIPs come in at 11. Yeah. And then the the general admission comes in at um, noon. And normally when the VIPs come in, it's kind of a smattering of people. Yeah, I would say maybe a smogliant of people, yeah. kind of just squangle a squangle of people come in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you that's know, the official. you team. don't really notice they it that much. In the
1: crowd, yeah. But this year, when the vi just the VIPs came in, it w- it seemed as if it was already packed. Like I couldn't believe, like we haven't even done general admission yet. They they did damage at my ta- table. I mean, and then I was at one point. I said, was, "This is only VIPs, right?" And they, they got in there and uh, pretty much wiped us out of product very early on. And then I said, oh, can we swear on this show? <laughs> well, yeah. I yeah? Mean, all right. I said, shit. This you is said only the VIPs? Right. That's what I was yeah. saying. So I, I was shocked to think that we hadn't even hit the general admission yet. Same here. Anyway. And it was, uh, it's a, it was a great venue, too, to hold all those people. It's outside. You know, there's plenty of room, plenty of space. Basically, what we're saying, folks, is if, uh, Jordan, are you going to show that? Are you going to show that little video? I'm working on it. He's, Jordan's going he's he's to show a little video of the, the people pouring in. So I'll I'll waste a little bit of time, uh, Nick. Uh, we had a table um, up in the pavilion next to the Alec and Bradley boys because we were selling that Dojo Chico. All right, here we go. So they had a,
0: uh, as you can see. Holy cow. Look at this. This is the GA.
1: Look at this. There that, that right there. I mean if you're Wait, listening on yeah.
0: if
1: you're if you're a, a podcast listener, you can't see this, but what I can tell you is how would you describe this, Nick? Would you say that's a oh, but? If you're listening right you, now without video, of- this it's a sea of people flooding it. It's like a river of people. A river of people. Yeah. It's like the Colorado River. It's I, like the Colorado River of people flowing in. It's not stopping. It's still going. And what we've said, Nick, you know, for years about this event is in Colorado, we don't have tons of events. You know, in Florida, even in yeah. Pennsylvania, there's there's a lot of different events, a lot of you cigar events. You guys want to see events. the event tour as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's see it. But, and so then in, in Colorado, though, we don't have a ton of events. So when this event comes around, like yeah. people are, they're just, yeah, here we go. Watch this. Coming in, there's, the, look at this beautiful venue. I mean, it's. Now you're gonna see. uh, There's the dojo. Right. Oh,
0: sassy. There's the dojo. Right there. Oh, Oh, Chico.
1: There's dojo Chico. It was Bradley for a second there. Now we'll go down. You'll probably see Nick here in a second after Jordan circles back. Um, There's the pool. The pool playing chicks. Do you think you could beat those chicks at pool? Let me tell you. I tried. One of the girls was there a couple years ago, and she just destroyed destroyed me. Yeah. And I'm pretty decent at pool. Talk to. uh, That's where I get stuck behind golf cart. Right there. There's you, Nick. Right there. Oh yeah. Just went right (laughs) by you. Just went right by you. Talk to Bradley R- Rubin and Brian from Illusion how my pool game skills are. They're pretty good? We played after, uh, after Rocky Mountain. Did you destroy and them? All night long. <laughs> <laughs> all night long. What an event. It was great. Yeah. And, and, and let's just quickly talk. So we had a dojo event on Wednesday, which was the Flavor Odyssey. Anybody that came in early got to do the Flavor Odyssey thing here. And then Thursday, Nick, we had our big our big three hundredth show episode. We had a big party here. Right, I don't it know was how great a, a I don't know how time. many people were here, but it was a it was so many that the the neighbor Jordan's neighbor yeah was was not happy. They were not happy. You know, I was thinking about that when I drove <laughs> up. That, seriously, I was thinking that how would get off my lawn? Literally. <laughs> Did they call the cops? No. Okay. No, no, they didn't. They but it was crazy. Uh, Scott Bray Band set up the Trinity. Uh, mobile Cigar Lounge, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, it's the greatest cigar lounge in the uh, I'm going to say universe. I like that. And because at yeah, first I is good. first I used to and say of, I used to say west of the Mississippi. Yeah. Then I said the uh, Western Hemisphere. Okay. But why? Why even stop there? Don't They're, limit yourself. Don't limit. You Never. know, it's the you best. You can't limit the Trinity. It's the best mobile cigar it's lounge. Unlimited in the universe which was great. Quinn was here obviously, Matt was here, all the guys in the studio audience tonight were here. It was amazing. And then Friday we did a Flavor Odyssey Brewery tour. We went to uh I heard about that. We went to Bierstad. Bierstad. And we had you yeah. know, you know what we had Nick, we had a slow pour a slow pour pilsner that they take 7 minutes to make the pour.
0: I feel like it was like 30 seconds.
1: No, no, it was 7 minutes. They purposely <laughs> take 7 minutes to make this pour. Go on. And it tastes like Almost like a champagne-ish And a beer.
0: champagne soap on alpha. Why
1: the seven minutes? Apparently, it does... Opens it up. It does something to the... I know, if Randy was here, he the could explain it, <laughs> but it does something to the beer. Something to, happens. Something... There's some sort of wizardry. It's some sort of alchem- alchemic. Magi- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some sort of magic happens. I don't yeah. know what it is. Interesting. But it was like butter. It was very good. Then we went to Epic Brewing. Uh, Tommy Lazuka was there. Terrence Riley was there. Mickey Pegg was there. Um, who else was there? Uh, it, was, it was amazing. A bunch of dojo guys. It was incredible. Then that Friday night, we had a big party at the Aloft Hotel up in Broomfield. <laughs> Man, then Saturday you Saturday. Saturday was the uh, event. Then Terrence Riley had a uh, pool party yeah. at the Omni. How and was then that? After that, we went tailgating. What? It w- it literally, it was a... Extravaganza. It was a smorgasbord. It was an extravaganza. Ah. Oh. Uh, a smorgasbord. <laughs> Sounds like a great <laughs> yeah, time had by all. So next year, guys, please plan around. I, the reason that we're spending so much time on this is next year when this comes up, plan around this week. Because it's not just one event. We tear it up. You know, we tear it up. I've been coming to the Rocky Mountain since it started. Yeah, back I think to the I missed one. Yeah. The Harvest. Yeah. I heard the Grateful Dead played there once. I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> Check it out. I did it not used to be that. where they used to have concerts and stuff mm. back there. Swear to God. Are you a uh, you Grateful imagine? Dead? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really either. I'm not. I'm not really either. Who's the guy, Jerry Garcia, Yeah, right? Jerry. I remember when Jerry passed. Classic yeah. Jerry. he has got to be 94, 93, maybe. No, that? he wasn't that old. No, I'm no, saying he was a in year. No, <laughs> <year laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, 19- yeah, yeah. I was, was going to say, he wasn't that old, was he? Yeah, No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Uh, Nick Amelillo Foundation Cigar Company. Nick, it's been a crazy couple years. I like how you say my last name. Uh, Did I say it wrong? No, it say it. Say it. Malilo? M- no, you M- said Malilo. Yeah, Malilo. But I, he's always said it that way,
0: so I, I really
1: enjoy. how all right, he says it. all right. It. Wait, wait, because there's something about it. I feel like Malillo? I'm from like, yeah, Malilo.
0: When I first met you, I thought it would be Melillo. because like, it like is, Oh, they, he's like Melillo a cigar. Melillo he's a cigar is what They blender, say so in Nicaragua is yeah.
1: Melillo because the double L. But it's Italian, Melilo. All right, you say my last name. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't spell <laughs> okay. or pronounce. So things, don't so. be giving me crap. No, I've got to give you crap because <laughs> it's so great. Because you've been saying it like that for like five years. Malillo, 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 Malillo. All right, I got it. I got it now. M-E-L-I-L-L-O. Nick Malillo, Malillo. <laughs> I
0: like it, you know? It's He's like, a little It's like the
1: Spanglish version of saying <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, Nick, it's been a crazy couple of years. Uh, we need to catch up on what's been going on with Foundation Cigar Company. It hasn't been that long since yeah. we gave you the number one cigar of the year. Wow. With the uh, tabernacle, 142, the which tabernacle led directly
0: CT2. to Joe Roganville. Wait, you know. we'll get into. <laughs> oh, that. Let's I, not I, I that think work. that led directly to that. Let's not. Let's, <laughs> not, let's not. Let's not go there yet.
1: Let's not go there. I can't Jordan. wait to hear these connections. Let's not go there yet, because uh, I have Joe Rogan on my on my cheat sheet here. Uh, okay, uh, where are we? Uh, okay. But uh, but first, I just want to uh, yeah. sort of catch up in the last couple of years. You've sure. had you did the David and Goliath. You did the fifth yes. anniversary. Uh, Elwinse. Um, talk just maybe talk a little bit. Bring us up to date on the last couple of years. How how did how did the last year go for you? I usually talk to all the guests about this this past year, and you know we get varying results. Uh, some it went great for some folks, not so great for other folks. What have you been doing? You know, in the last year, we've been growing, man. We've been fortunate. You know, I feel very blessed and fortunate that our business through this whole. You know, this craziness that's going on in the world, um, you know, that we're in business and people are smoking cigars. So um, we've been we've been growing, you know, ever, you know, the first couple months of covid was was kind of crazy. Right. And then, you know, everybody's at home and working from home and cigar consumption has just gone up. I think a lot a lot of new people have learned about handmade cigars, mm-hmm. which I think is nice. Um, and we've just been really plugging away we we hired um some new people you know we started really small when we started foundation so i'm trying now to you know build the team even more and you know help support our retail partners throughout the country and we're really focusing on customer service and messaging and communication with our retail partners so so if, if i'm to understand what you're saying yeah you you sort of took the last year to really sort of focus on the infrastructure of the company, and definitely it's yeah. sort of like okay like, uh, boom we hit the market and things went great right off the get go, uh, we're exploding, but maybe we could do better at. Um, you know, getting our, our logistics and our uh, dealing with our, our consumers and our retail partners. And so you took that year to kind of like cement some of that stuff? Is that what you Most you're definitely, yeah. yeah. You know, we started, I started the company, you know, it was just me and one other person. And it was like this, you know, the snowball started going down the hill and just getting bigger and bigger. Right. And I've been, you know, we've all been wearing a lot of hats, man. You need more you know? people to guide that snowball. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So we hired a a national sales manager. His name is Eduardo Aguilar, which is a great last name. Aguilar. And Eduardo is is a cigar smoker, but he comes from outside the industry. He actually comes from five-star hospitality and customer service. And I actually met him in Nicaragua. He was running a five-star resort in the south of Nicaragua called Rancho Santana. So we met some years ago. And he's actually helped us out at our trade shows the past couple of years. And, um, you know, he came on board and to help us with our, you know, sales reps on the road and to, to help bridge that communication between our sales reps, our accounts, and our home office in Connecticut. Then we, we hired another great guy in the office to help with customer support, uh, Anthony Rocco. Uh, you got to love that last one Rocco, name. you know. We Rocco? Get, yeah. And, Come on. Uh, Rocco's
0: modern life.
1: And I we've just you. been trying to keep up with, um, you know, everything. As you know, the, uh, you know, supply chain was a little bit slow over the the past year. Um, right. So it's just been nonstop, man. And then we had a couple, you know, new releases. We had a five-year anniversary. Right, right, right. Um, which was, uh, you know, was a challenge because when we were releasing it, it was like right in the middle of madness in the fall time. The release, of course, was a little bit late. And then we had David and Goliath. So we've been really concentrating on that, um, you know, since since we released it. So. Now let's talk a little bit about yeah. David and Goliath, uh, just for a second. Yeah, uh, sure. That's sort of a, uh, I would say, an uh, interesting uh, approach. Um, it was essentially... Uh, Two sizes of... Um, you don't
0: usually see, like, uh, a, a different band on, a, on, a, on the same blend, right?
1: Yeah, well, it's a little bit different blend, right? So mm. they're a special blend, um, Perfectos. I love Perfectos. You know, back in the day, I don't know if you remember, you know, early 1900s, the Perfecto was, like, the size of choice back in the day. That was, like, you know, 40s, 50s, all the Connecticut... Cigars that I remember always came in these Perfectos, and I always love Perfectos as like a specialty size. Um, David and Goliath, you know, when it was in development, you know, we're facing all this FDA challenges, right, right, right. and it, it is that you know timeless story of David and Goliath. You know, it's the story is probably two, three thousand years old, but it still holds true. So I thought it was perfect because it fits within, you know, our struggles battling the FDA and this Goliath of this, you know, bureaucratic government, um, you know, system trying to to regulate us. And um, it also plays with the Tabernacle brand right. at the same mm-hmm. time, right? Um, within the, the, the Tabernacle, you know, David uh, was one of the ones that originally held the ark of the covenant. So it, it sort of played on on all those levels. Now you you sort of uh see yourself as the David uh, a little bit, right? Yeah, you know, you're yeah, a small, yeah, guy, small, small small company, company yeah, working there. your way up, uh, you know. So yeah. there's there's kind of multiple uh, layers of this analogy that could go. You're, you know, the, the the industry fighting the FDA Goliath, but yet there's also Nick, you know, as a David kind of uh, in, in his own right, a, yeah. a songwriter, you know, kind of like a, a guy that digs music, right, David? Sure. And so then, yeah. you know, you're coming to uh, uh, deal with Goliath yourself, exactly. And that's what, with all uh, all of my brands. There is it's there's a lot of layers. Layers. You know, you can take them to different. You're essentially levels. like Shrek. I mean, you've got layers. I'm exactly <laughs> like onions.
0: <Shrek>. Yes. <laughs> The next exactly. cigar is called The Onion. <laughs> you
1: got it. I mean, first and foremost, it comes down to the cigar. So I don't want, you know, it, right. it's about the tobacco and the cigar. But at the same time, you know, I love complementing those blends and th- that tobacco with, you know, brands and images that I love. Yeah, and Now, yeah. Nick, uh, so the fifth anniversary. Yes. Um, it seemed to just fly by. I mean, like, I can remember, it, doesn't, it just seems like yesterday when you had started the company. Yeah. And then, boom, fifth anniversary. Talk about the whirlwind, the whirlwind of those five years. I mean, a lot happened in that short amount of time. And boom, we're already, we're already past that. It just seems amazing to me that it happened so quickly. It's hard to put in words, Eric, um, you know exactly. This past five five years, it's really been six because I, I took the first year just to develop, you know, and prepare <laughs> for the Wednesday release, and I've been thinking a lot about it. You know, COVID has uh, had me slow down, and because I was just on the run, man. You know, I, in many ways, I'm I'm thankful to have to to be able to slow down because the schedule that I was holding was just not uh, something that I could have maintained long term, between back and forth to Nicaragua, our office in Connecticut, and then I made a really aggressive, you know, trying to get out there and visit as many retailers as I could, and that's always tough, because you can't visit everybody, right, so at times, I would go into areas, and then end up pissing people off, because you can't,
0: you can't hit it, and And it's tough,
1: because I'm a people pleaser, and I, and I really, you know, to my core, appreciate everybody that's supporting foundation, right? Because I know the truth is without this support, we wouldn't exist at all. Um, And so I had my head down, man, and I was just going. I was just, you know, the ball was rolling and I was just (laughs) hustling. And to be, you know, to have released the amount of brands that we've, you know, to develop a whole portfolio uh, for the company in such, you know, that period of time was definitely... It's been a challenge, man. Out of all those uh, years, the first five years, yeah. uh, what would you say? And I, I, have a guess. I have a guess to, to your answer. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to say it. But out of, out of all those five years and all of what you did, yeah. Um, Charter Oak, El Wense, you know, Wise man Maduro. Uh, what was the the ha- sort of the hardest, most challenging you know release that you have? And I I think I know, I think I know the answer. The hardest, most challenging release, I would actually say the the most challenging release would be like the tabernacle one forty two bingo yeah right bingo right? bongo, yeah, because that's one that's one Nick that uh, you had t- talked to, to us about, yeah, way, way before it, it hits right, and it's because of you know that, that tobacco is very unique, you know the the river valley and we can we can get into it as much as you want, I mean Connecticut is so unique. Just being a growing region for cigar tobacco, but there's uh, so many challenges that we face in the Connecticut River Valley. Um, weather is definitely one of the biggest, and this year, this is a this has been a tough year. Even before a couple weeks ago, we got hit with a tropical storm. Before that, there was way too much rain in the valley. Um, you know, we have to get through this period of August, which you usually have a lot of you know potential tropical storms thunderstorms hailstorms so we have to dodge that bullet of August and the past five years has been a real challenge and the tobacco is the tobacco is in such demand but the yields per acre have been so small hmm. comparatively because of the weather um, and then that Cuban seed grown in the Connecticut River Valley, <gasps> It just takes so long in fermentation. Right. You know, it's not. You hear this stuff a lot. I mean, all, all smokers kind of hear it. Oh, it takes a long time in fermentation. It's extra fermentation. All this, but if you talk to any tobacco guys, they'll tell you Cuban seed from Connecticut is one of the most challenging, and then broadleaf is the other most challenging. Right. But you know, the you can't. You can't get. Yeah. It's challenges aside. To cut you off, no but, challenges yeah. aside. Uh, it it paid off uh, because that cigar was a phenomenal cigar. And by the way, uh, I'm smoking a uh, a secret. I'm smoking a secret um, cigar here. Secret stash. And uh, secret I I asked Nick in advance if I could if I could mention this, and he was uh, generous enough to say, "Yeah, go ahead, you can mention it." But uh, tell folks uh, what I'm smoking. right You're here. smoking a. Tabernacle Havana C 142 Connecticut David Ooh. and it is um, absolutely delicious this is yeah well, this is this is definitely one of my phenomenal. favorites I mean they're all my favorite' phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal phenomenal uh, phenomenabola so so this is this is something that's coming out yeah we're, we, we don't have an exact uh, date right now cigars are aging. So, you know, we, we wait until they're at the perfect moisture content before they ship. Uh, we're probably looking at the end of September, right. uh, beginning of October. And,
0: and Goliath as well? D- yeah,
1: both David and Goliath. Yeah, Ooh. and those are going to be, you know, we've... 142 we were out of. We just actually started shipping Tabernacle 142 again uh, this past month because, you know, the tobacco was in fermentation... And, you know, this tobacco is three years in fermentation. It wasn't ready. I had to make the tough decision to say, you know, right. work with my manufacturing partners. And we had to stop production. Um, so we've been out of it since, I, w- I want to say, March.
0: Mm. So we're uh, in the second batch of this wrapper Yeah, now? it's
1: from the same... It, it, it's, it's from the same... Um, no, we're in the... The first batch of tobacco that's coming from three years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, that took longer in fermentation okay. piles. Well, I, I got to tell, I got to tell you guys, uh, when this bad boy comes out, you are going to want to snag it because just it's a like nice the original, size, isn't it? Oh. I mean, even the you know, the Goliath for for guys that like a bigger ring gauge, they can get there. I just, you know, some guys don't like the David because it's too small. They want a little bit more. You go with the Goliath, but the David for me. I, I just love these perfectos. Oh. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Ah, uh, Jordan, uh, let's do our commercial, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, some cigar history. Love with it, Nick, because he's a let's cigar historian. Kind and of. we're gonna talk about uh, Joe Rogan and uh, who is he? And uh, Nick's uh, cigars seem to be the favorite of one of the biggest podcasters in the world, Joe Rogan. Maybe the biggest. The, I, yeah. I, all day, all biggest. night. All day, all night. So we'll JRE. get into that. But, folks, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. This year, JR is celebrating their 50th anniversary. They'll be celebrating all year long with amazing promotions, contests, sweepstakes, and several limited run projects with some of your favorite manufacturers. Join JR in celebrating 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigar today. One of those cigars, Nick, is the El Wense. Longsdale. Yeah. Special blend, six and a quarter by 46, 10 count boxes. I'm not sure if they have any left. I think they might have a few left. What a size. It's Wense. In the five-year anniversary blend, that. so it's got a Mexican San Andreas binder, um, the Corojo wrapper. It's it's definitely in that medium. Um, it's a phenomenal blend. Oh, I that's a five-year. Yeah, that isn't that's that's not just throwing a uh, a fiftieth band on just something like that. That's something that you're gonna want to get your hands on, especially if you're a, if you're a fan of of the El Wense, because I mean, a, a, as I am, that's one of my favorite cigars. That's that Lonsdale should be absolutely banging. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's absolutely phenomenal. phenomenal. So you can find phenomenal. that at JrCigars.com, folks. Go go pick up a box of that. Uh, I would recommend highly before they're all gone. If there's any left, I don't know. But if I were you, I would go check right now. Check them out. <laughs> I would check right Literally. this check it this check moment. It. Hey Nick, you know, uh, you 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 like the industry. You like the heritage. You like the. The history, yeah. of tobacco, like that's something that I think that really kind of gets you going. And so I, I'd like for you to maybe help us understand, you know, where we are right now in the cigar industry, as far as the overall span of tobacco goes. Like we're, we seem to be in in some type of boom. I, I don't I exactly know how to describe this type of boom. Yeah, but we are in some. Bit of a boom right We're definitely in a boom, yeah it it actually reminds me a little bit of 90s, 96. i think it's a it 's a more controlled boom mm. in a sense because a lot of people I think learned from the cigar boom of what we call the cigar boom for those who don 't know in ninety six you know, and if you remember ninety six ninety seven the industry was kind of turned on its head as far as there was a crazy amount of people I think getting involved in the industry that had other intentions of just right. making a quick buck whereas i think now uh, i think people have kind of learned from would that you would you say that um would you say that that has a bit to do with consumer knowledge like um yeah definitely internet you know there was no internet there was no um communication you know things travel so fast now um and i think you know from the growing side cuz that's where things kind of got crazy in the 90s too was people were going down and buying, offering people crazy amounts of money for tobacco. You know what I mean? And I think the growing side and the tobacco side learned from that, and they've developed so many more relationships, and they're loyal to those relationships. And, you know, they learned from the fly-by-nighters that came through. and So you know, they're going to stick with their their customers always. I know, you know, tobacco guys, you know, even if somebody came and was offering them $10 more a pound, they're not going to sell it. They're going to sell it to people they've had a relationship with who have, you know, integrity that, you know, know what they're doing. So I think that, you know, like back then, because the consumer knowledge maybe wasn't as high as it is now, there was this time when, you know... The demand for cigars was so great, for premium cigars. Yeah. And, b- but then the, the product, there wasn't just n- enough good product to go around. So they were doing whatever they could to fulfill this demand. Yeah. But now it would be, it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like it would be, it would be harder just to fill the demand with, with, a, with a lesser product now. I think people would recognize it quicker oh, yeah. as, as maybe an inferior product. And you'd shoot yourself in the foot. Right. Right. I mean, that's what happened. I've been fortunate to learn, you know, from others over the years of what happens when you take shortcuts and, you know, you try to sneak things into the market (laughs) because you do shoot yourself in the foot. and, And people, you know, it's tough sometimes, though, too, because you're. You, you have that pressure of the stores that, that want them. And, you know, some, I, I can see what happens is you get that pressure and then, you know, you're just trying to fulfill orders. And before you know it, you know, you've destroyed your, your brand. Um, and that's why, you know, I've been in charge of quality control. You know, I was fortunate to be the head of the quality control for one of the biggest, if not the biggest factory in Nicaragua. So I, I fundamentally, it's in my my blood that <laughs> quality know. comes first, right. you know, always. And, you know, I think the Tabernacle 142 is a perfect example. Could we have, you know, subbed something out, taken some shortcuts, you know, shipped some product, got some sales? Yeah, but again, in the long run, I know that's not going to, that's not, we're not going to survive that way.
0: When you find yourself just... Painting cigars—that's that's when you know I've gone yeah. too far. Yeah, that right?
1: could that, that could be a problem. <laughs> now, there. Nick, there was a bit of a crash after after that boom in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, and would you attribute that crash to just to the fact that um, what what do you attribute that crash to? Was it the just the 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 fact that the the product had. Uh, there was just not enough good product to go around, or or did the consumer demand just wane? Uh, what was the... I think it was a combination, and then the consumer, you know, it weeded out who was just in it just because it was a fatty thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because, you know, you had famous people smoking cigars or... or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it sort of weeds... It's like the stock market, you know? It's like the people get shaken out. But what we were left with was more cigar smokers and more intelligent cigar smokers and more intelligent, I think, shop owners and growers and manufacturing. Because in the 80s, you know, this this industry was on its way out at the end of the 80s. If you look at the numbers to the end of the 80s, I mean, it was down because you had all of the consumers, the older, you know, the World War II generation, you know, they were very brand loyal, um, but a lot of them, you know, were were moving on. They were they were passing away, and it, cigars were associated with your grandfather smoking, you know, right. and a wife beater smoking. This was the image of cigar smoking, and it is. If it wasn't for cigar aficionado, that that change really wouldn't have happened. That opened up, you know, the world of handmade cigars to a different consumer. And the new generation of consumer. Now one of those one of those uh, changes uh, by companies you were a part of, obviously, uh, with Drew Estate, uh, the rebirth of cigars, they sort of changed the game. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you 100%. know, with, up. with acid and, and whatnot. Dogma. Can that happen again? <laughs> is is there is there other innovation? We we had a show not yeah, too get long ready. ago. We had a, a show not too long ago. It was uh, Terrence Riley and uh, Kyle Gellis of Warped two of my favorite guys great guys and we were talking about you know innovation and the future of cigars is there more things that can happen with yeah. tobacco that could, that could that could do that again that could that could harness some sort of other yeah. innovation summer Fall 2022. I'm going to blow everybody's Ooh, mind. Wow! <laughs> oh my god! I said it here first on Dojo. I, I can't even imagine what um, that. And he's not told us what that that means. What he just said. No, so I, I know I'm as not much as tell you as much gonna, as the viewers know. About you're going to find out. Really? It's, we're still in stages, but. Okay. Yeah, I think there's always innovation. I think it's really important to have an innovation in our industry and also from the growing side. And that's where it gets difficult because innovation from the growing side takes so much time, right. right? And that's one thing we're seeing in the Connecticut River Valley, which I've really, you know, am working with farmers in the Connecticut River Valley to experiment and to try new seed varieties because that's what made the valley, right? Mm. The the We call it the experiment station in Connecticut in the late 1800s. Um, really helped develop the Connecticut shade, which ended up changing the game as far as rappers, right? In Connecticut, in the late 1800s, the Dutch have always been in the tobacco trade. They were really deep into Sumatra and Indonesia, okay? Sumatra and Indonesia, because of where it was being, the tobacco was being grown in the jungles, you had a lot of shade cover, so you had less sun exposure, which was making for amazing wrapper tobaccos. This is in the late 1800s. Silky, high-yielding wrapper tobaccos. Connecticut was getting destroyed because it was broadleaf, Cuban seed, started in the 1870s. Broadleaf, it was, broadleaf was good because it's bigger, and you can get more yields for smaller cuts for smaller cigars. But in general, broadleaf is tough. It's veiny. It's thick. If you look at it in the field, it's more of like a filler-looking plant. So the Dutch are destroying Connecticut sales. So the Department of Agriculture starts developing and hybridizing different seeds. And they took Sumatra, broadleaf, and Cuban seed and put them together. Mm. That gave birth to Connecticut shade. Mm. Then there was a gentleman that had the amazing idea of putting this tobacco under shaded cheesecloth tents to mimic the environment of Sumatra. So once you put the shaded tents up, you change the environment under the tent. You got 10% more moisture content. You got a little bit more heat. The plant is now going to grow taller and thinner because it's trying to grow towards the sun. That became Connecticut Shade. Wow. And then mm. Connecticut Shade dominated. For, and that was due to innovation. Right. But then things, innovation kind of slowed down in mm-hmm. the valley. And then it was actually ironic because the Dutch took this Connecticut shade seed in the <laughs> 1980s and brought it to Ecuador. Yeah. Now that's where you, most people know of it from there. Since that time, Ecuador right. has slowly eliminated Connecticut shade in the valley. Right. So nobody nobody really kept up with the. Innovation. Innovation. A lot of the, you know, farmers were older. You know, again, it was the same thing with a lot of the Connecticut brands. I, I talk about this all the time, is because nobody changed and innovated with the customers. That's what I've been doing in the Valley and trying to do, you know, for since 2004, 2005.
0: What do you think uh, is the biggest flavor uh, differences between Ecuador and, and U.S. Connecticut?
1: You know, um, I think... The The U.S. Connecticut sometimes can have a little bit more of an actual, um, um, to be honest with you, sometimes it's a little bit more on the sour side, um, my opinion. Um, it's such more of a a neutral tobacco because it's so thin, right? So they were able to make the change because the tobacco... It's so thin. It doesn't need a crazy amount of time in fermentation. The vein structure is, is so thin. So it's more of a neutral style tobacco, you know. And it, it made for the aesthetics, right, to the customers and the box. And, the you know, it's beautiful. And the, the Ecuadorian is, is much more golden. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the Connecticut. Um, sometimes it has more of a yellowish hues to them instead of golden. Um there's really certain farmers in Ecuador, locations of farms that can only grow that golden Connecticut shade. Some of it's grown in different areas and it's much darker, a uh, little bit browner. But um, that you know, they people they, they were able to make that change and the consumer really didn't balk, right? Right. Like how many people actually knew that the change was happening? Right. Broadleaf though is a diff to me a different. You can't. Trade it out, okay. Mm. Can you have Pennsylvania broadleaf? Yeah, okay. Good tobacco, sure. Can you have broadleaf grown in other? But there's the, the valley, growing broadleaf and Cuban seed, produces something very unique that you can't replicate anywhere else. Now we've 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 seen recently, uh, Nick, um, Cameroon grown yeah. in Honduras. Um, mm. Is 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 that the type of of innovation that we we could see more of in the future? Is is these types of uh, well-known um, tobaccos grown in in other broad regions? Broadleaf in Nicaragua, uh, yeah. There's I mean, a lot of broadleaf being grown everywhere. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you see a lot more of experimentation taking place. Um, I think the consumer know, they they like this sort of narrative. They want you know it's it yeah. seems cool you know like it oh, is wow cool. it's know. different you know yeah. you 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 have different. You know, tobaccos. You have similarities and characteristics that are similar, but then they take on completely new characteristics. You know, based on the soil and the climate t- type. So, Cameroon would be interesting. I mean, I've always been a Cameroon lover, and Cameroon has been difficult. You know, the growing conditions in Cameroon, um, the yields of Cameroon. It's um, it's a tough tobacco sometimes to work with, and sizing wise, it's tough to get. Mm leaves that are above, like, 19 inches to make larger size. Um, but you do have, I think, the most experimentation that I've seen in the past 20-plus years has been happening over the past, you know, five five to seven years. Now, Nick, how much, uh, do you, uh, before we go on the next topic, because this, this is like super, ask the same question super interesting gonna. to me, how much of this do you get involved with um, as far as, you know, going to the farmers and saying, like, Hey, like you know, I I'd like to see what we could do with such and such, or, or are they coming to you and saying, hey, Nick, like, you know, we're working on this thing. You know, are you interested in it? Like, do you, do you get in there and do you say, like, um, you know, like, what can we do with this tobacco here? That kind of stuff. Like, how how involved are you with the growers? Yeah. So sometimes it's the growers that are are, are coming up with these ideas. Other times, I'm maybe bringing seeds from different areas to test them out. The Valley is definitely one. You know, I brought a number of seed varieties from Nicaragua to the Connecticut River Valley, Criollo Corojo seeds. Um, you know, you have people that are growing in new regions, you know, are trying to grow, you know, tobaccos. Um, you know, the difficult part of that is the infrastructure that you need to grow sure. cigar tobaccos. Um, you know, that's one thing with Jamaica that's tough is a lot of the curing barns. You know, the curing barns are, are crucial. Right, and that puts in to build a good curing barn, you're in the eighty to a hundred thousand dollar mm. you know investment cost, whereas other tobaccos you don't need that mm. you know necessarily um, so I don't get involved you know I, I never say I'm involved in like the actual day to day farming part of it, um, but I'm definitely involved with you know from ideas. ideas you're an idea man i am an idea i'm like the the, the uh, <laughs> what are they the conductor of the orchestra <laughs> you know that's that's what i do and i heard cats let's or lions. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about joe rogan uh, as most people know joe rogan is rogster he's the up, the biggest podcaster there is and he has been he's, found, been this, he's been he's on, on this on this he's been on this foundation show. cigar kick like he talks about it. How did this happen? A lot. That That's, guy's got good taste. <laughs> how, how did this uh, relationship? I didn't even think he smoked cigars. I, how did this relationship come to be? You how did it start? Full story. Yeah, I want the, the full I'll story. I'll give you some of the full story. Um, a good friend of mine, um, Eric. He's got the same name as not you. me. Um, so many Eric's in the cigar industry. It's crazy knew how much, I've been a Joe fan, I want to say like 2012, 2011 I've just always been a JRE guy, you know, I love just the eclectic mix of characters that come on the podcast, you know, I'm very much into history and things, so he's had a lot of, you know, Egyptian um, Mm -hmm. you know, historians the last ice age you know, UFC, comedian so I've always been into Joe, so my buddy's like I'm going to get cigars to Joe he said, "Get me, get me, get me cigars, and I will get them to Joe." Wow! So I said, "All right." What a great connection! Right, great connection. So we end up. I talked to my, uh, you know, art director, Thief Operandi. Yeah, right, right. And I said, "Thief, let's do a couple boxes. You know, one we just did the logo, and then I said we got to do something Nicaraguan. So we made Joe into a Nicaraguan high priest." <laughs> And then uh, this was about a year ago, August, I want to say. Yeah. And then um, I sent him to my buddy, and he was going to get him to Joe. And it was kind of tough there. And we couldn't get him to him. It wasn't going through. And then Joe's announcing he's going to move to Austin, Texas. So my buddy's like, he's getting a little worked up. He bolted from California. he, He bolted from California. My buddy's getting a little worked up. I'm saying, all right, the last thing you want when you're moving is another box, <laughs> right? The last thing you want. So we waited. We waited it out. And then through just the, the grace of the great universe, we ended up becoming friends with one of Joe's friends mm. who happened to be traveling to Austin to visit Joe at his new place. And he brought, he brought the boxes and hand-delivered them to him. Plus the foundation ashtray. That was like, uh, that was actually almost a year ago this week because mm-hmm. it was what's coming up, Memorial Day or Labor Day? Labor Day. Yeah, so Labor Day. So I didn't end up asking my buddy what, you know, if they had gotten to him or not. I didn't want to be a pain in the ass, you know. I So I didn't say anything. I didn't know if they got to him or not. It comes like October 1st and I'm doing work and I had the podcast on in the background and I look up. And there's the foundation ashtray. Ah, And it was hiding behind water (laughs) bottles. And I went back to every episode, and I tracked it down to September 11th. was the first podcast that he had the foundation ashtray on the table, and it's been there ever since. And then October comes, and they do Sober October, and they said they could smoke cigars. And that's when he really started getting into smoking cigars. And on election day, he pulled out one of the boxes, and I saw the box wow. on the table. Mm. And then since that time, he's just been shouting us out. That's now. Have you? That's got to be a boon for the company. A boon I or mean, a boom? A boon. I thought you boon? A boon, which means like boon Pickens. You know, like that means like you know. Good. Remember Boone? <laughs> it means like oh. uh, you know, like, B O O N. A lot of people know about it, right? I mean, come Listen, on. Like it's I Joe can't, Rogan. Yeah, it's I mean, Joe Rogan. You know, there's so many people at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. It was boom, f- that's a word, right? Jordan and I. I thought it was yeah. boom. Am I freaking out? That's like. A word. Like My vocabulary. He, is he's he's acting like that, that word doesn't. exist. <laughs> I have never heard the word before. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like, look that's, it up. That's we get the like like etymology. I feel like
0: if you used uh, boom or boon, it basically, basically is what the same thing. I know, but I'm boon. pretty sure
1: that there's a word. Look it It's up. like I a, boon. It, yeah, it's a boon.
0: Yeah. Jordan, get, can you look uh, up
1: the word boon? B O O N. Can we get the uh, root of origin? Because because, I, because when we do, I, I I will I will finally feel vindicated. All right,
0: here we go. Boon, a thing that is helpful or beneficial.
1: I never knew that. See, I well, I can't spell my. I mean, you're looking at somebody that <laughs> can't you just take the, the M off, 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 you put the N on. I never and heard it
0: of that boom. before. Now, now, boom, a loud, deep, resonant sound.
1: Ooh, wow. that's a boon.
0: But that no, that's a boom. Oh. okay. <laughs>
1: I, like I think boon is a, is a better word. That's Nick. the sound you oh make shit. when you smoke one. So the, yeah, microphone. I, uh, just, just like Terrence Riley, I will I will destroy you in any uh, argument about anything. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Terrence, uh, that was so great to see Terrence get so mad. He finally
0: turned Terrence into the Hulk. I, I, we got into
1: this great argument. And it was I, I was what, like what we've about? been trying so hard to get Terrence angry, Like worked up, yeah, like worked up. I so he doesn't get worked up. <laughs> I think we got to be careful though. He might be getting to that. He might go and postal so, one day. You wouldn't like and him when he's angry. And <laughs> so Nick, like on the show one night, we tried to get him angry. He he, he barely would get angry. But in the tailgating party the other night. I think I I think I got him to turn green a bit, like oh. a little hulkish. You I know? would love to see that. It was amazing. It,
0: Anyways. you questioned his Boston heritage. I did.
1: Uh oh. But the bottom line is, what up, uh, Terrence? Getting getting on <laughs> Joe Joe Rogan. Have you have you noticed? It, it, has that moved the needle? You know, it it's definitely moved the needle, but it's not like you know thirty to a hundred thousand followers. And the, I think it just helps just strengthen yeah. the awareness of the brand. Overall. And cigars in general—that's my right? main goal. Right. For me, it's for me. Yeah, it's great. You know, of course, advertising and this and that. But I did it because uh, just out of pure passion for love of JRE and Joe and and what he represents. But so. a guy like a guy like Joe Rogan, like getting into cigars and smoking cigars. Dude, that we cannot that. hurt. We, we need yeah. that, you know, for just the handmade industry Absolutely. and the awareness of. That's, that's my goal, right, is to, to really, you know, get even the non-smokers or the common smoker. Um, just recently, you know, Joe, he ended up reaching out to me on mm. uh, Instagram. He sent me a private message, thanked me, you know, for the cigars. Um, and then I ended up, he was like asking me about humidors and stuff. I had a humidor, so we have uh, the humidor. If you see on this desk, an American flag humidor. I hooked oh. him up, um, and then I made him his own own cigar. Yeah, I saw that. Um, it was cool. I had which, a cool band on yeah. it. Uh, the band the, looked serious. The band is serious. It's in the shape of a UFC belt, so one of the uh, UFC C title, title belts um, with his beautiful logo on it. And, you know, I could tell he really has a palette for, you know, really rich, deep flavors, you know, heavier, for not smoking that much, you know, the blends. He was smoking Wise Man Maduro's for mm-hmm. most of the year. And then the cigar that I made for him, you remember that 30-count that, uh, Corona Tabernacle? Uh, we've got yeah, it. I think yeah. we've got that, yeah. Yeah, so I did, um, that was one of the original seven <laughs> blends that I made up for Tabernacle. So I ended up doing that for Joe in the uh, for his JRE blend. It's it's a it's sort of like the um, the talk of the industry, but kind of like. You know, like is in, it in like in like whispering? You know, like did you see? Like, yeah, did you see? Like, everybody's uh, like, how the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How the fuck <laughs> yeah. is this guy pulling this yeah, shit exactly. off? Exactly. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? So it was just, it was just basically. Is there a lot of jealousy and hatred? There? No, like, that fucking asshole. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Nick. Like, I think everybody realizes that this is <laughs> a this is good uh, for the whole industry. This is a this is a net and that's positive what I, for that's everybody. What, that's what I hope yeah. because I hope you know at some point we've been. You know, chatting here and there, I I sort of educated him a little bit about uh, the Connecticut River Valley. And he talked a couple weeks ago about he was smoking them with a a friend of his, Andrew Schultz, another comedian. And he asked, What's the deal with Cuban cigars? Mm. And Joe went into this whole explanation. First, first he started out by saying, I don't know shit, Mm -hmm. which is great. You know, I don't know shit about cigars. (laughs) But he said, I think it's kind of, you know, the long and short, like a little bit of hype right. that people just want things that they can't get. And then he said, I think Nicaraguan, Dominican, and Hondurans are just as good because a lot of the Cuban masters left Cuba mm. when Castro took over. And I think some of that was so our, got, our so back and got, forth. he's got a little bit of... Uh, yeah, because I, hit, some him, research I hit him with yeah. a little too much information, <laughs> I think, sometimes. <laughs> maybe, you know? Hey, Jordan, maybe we can get a... To come to Honduras with us. Is, uh, you know, it's possible. Uh, I don't know.
0: That might be a rough i would <laughs> <laughs> know, be staying put. Can we get him on the uh, show? Yeah, uh, know. I don't Nick, know. can you get him on our show? No, you no, <laughs> never asked that. But you <laughs> know,
1: and that's and that's what he's got. So many people reaching no, out to him. I'm sure. So I'm sure at this point. Yeah, you know. I you're mean, you're an I think early adopter, so dude, you're in. Yeah, no, I'm saying just in general, not just in the cigar world. I know, you know, so many people have come up to me and, and said, "We've tried to get him cigars." You know, we've sent him cigars over the years. Um, you know, just in general, so many people are 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 coming. I think since he moved to Spotify too, so many people are coming out of the woodwork, and you know, well, it's a testament to your cigars because he a Spotify too. Listen, at he the, liked them. At the end of the day, you gotta like them, right? And yeah. and the proof's in the pudding. So to see him enjoy them and smoke them right down to the nub, you know, you that's when you know somebody really enjoys a cigar. Right. So And no, and and, and and I mean, let's face it. There's uh, we'd, we'd only be talking about this uh, because it's Joe Rogan and because he is such an influence. I mean, he's got a reach that is second to none. Yeah. But he stays so rude. He's the fucking man, dude. You ever watch Seinfeld? Nobody, Any Seinfeld fans? Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Watch the episode when, uh, with George and uh, Elaine's boyfriend, Tony. Hey, Tony. Tony. <laughs> you know that one? That's what my friends make fun of me, they say i 'm George, and like <laughs> george was uh, he was in love with uh, elaine 's boyfriend there he 's just a cool you know cool guy it 's really refreshing to me because this world is so fucking crazy, and you know everybody 's got a team left, right, you know up down, all he, Joe just always seems sincere in his quest for the truth know, the truth right. and that 's what we need man and that 's why i think he 's become so popular because. You have to go to a comedian UFC fighter to get, you know, to be Mm. refreshed. And I think that's why he has 100 million downloads, you know, a month is because it's tough. You know, people don't see that on the news. We were talking about that before and and everywhere else. So and nobody thought like a podcast like, you know, two hour, three hour pod. Everybody thought he was crazy. You know, yeah, everybody we, said we, it's never going to work. We think the same thing with Coop, three <laughs> hour podcast. <laughs> 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 <Coop>. <laughs> no, I, I just, love Coop. I love Coop. Me and Coop are best friends. Hey, uh, uh, yeah. real quick, yes, you're, sir. you're wearing this shirt that has a, uh, a, a sort of a UFO on there. Yeah. I, uh, this is Joe's guy, Jamie. Yeah. Jamie, oh. who, uh, pull it up, Jamie. Now, this is his, his apparel. Recently, yeah. Nick, there has been, uh, you know, some uh, stuff come out about UFOs. Oh, God. You know? Uh, Let's get into it. What, what, what are your thoughts on, on, on you know, are, are these, are these uh, uh, technological military advances by the United States government? Are they by maybe the Chinese? Are they by Russia? Or, or is this? It's the Anunnaki. Is this from? Talk to Dion from Illusion. Is this from, <laughs> from otherworldly, uh, you know, what, what's your gut feel on these? My gut feel is that you have both things actually happening. So that you, you know, we dropped the bomb in what, 1945? About then, yeah. Okay. Can you imagine the technology in 1945? The technology that exists in 2021. Look at what we're doing with these phones.
0: Right. Look at NFTs. Come on. I
1: would hope, (laughs) you know, after all the billions and trillions of dollars that we spend on, you know, military, that you know we would have something that was f- pretty advanced right at the same time i think that we do there is a great potential for you know actual ufo what do you uh, think they're if if it was if it was from other universes yeah w- what 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 are they interested in what are they what are they doing here i think well, they're observing, observing us i don't think they want to you know land in the asa- uh, sane asylum you know I don't think we can comprehend. It would be like us talking to chimps. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're able to travel that far you know, and have an understanding of the universe, um, it would probably be pretty difficult to communicate with us. So I think there's a lot of observation going on, resources. And when they, when they observe us, yes, what are they learning? Um, <laughs> that's a great question.
0: Cigars? that we <laughs> no. like sugar and
1: carbohydrates. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> I mean that's one thing. And, uh, I mean, for sure. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> well, I don't I don't know that it is uh, otherworldly. Is um I don't I I I I my gut tells me it's probably some sort of you know military technology. Have you have you um, seen the interviews with the um the school children that uh, in where was it? Uh, I want to say it's uh, Zambia, um, and then Australia.
0: Mm, you, no,
1: you, you got to look those up. So there's school children in both of these. Uh, there seems to be some sightings amongst you know younger school children that actually observed these little. Green, but you, you realize head. you realize I've had six kids, and yeah. kids will say the craziest crap. Yeah, so th- what they did is, is they had um, a psychologist go in there right after they separated everybody, you know, had them all write it down. We're talking about like 20, 20, 25 kids, and then also the teacher and whatnot. It's pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, this was way back in the 90s, and I think 80s also. It seems like that's a lot of time to be observing though. I mean when you know, how how much observing, how much observing do they we, need to do? But Nick? we have a whole different perception of time, Eric.
0: You'd think for do them you, they could do, do it know, even quicker. You know, they'd be here for do like ten understand? seconds and be there, good.
1: There's there's m- 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 many that say that, you know, they've been around for thousands of years. And that's that's where seems like they're wasting a lot of resources observing. What do you want him to do? You <laughs> I just don't get know. It over with? Yeah, like you know, I mean, like, just, like, uh, you know like, introduce yourself. I mean, come on, that's just a socially acceptable thing to do. Like, hey,
0: hey. Uh, I don't think hey. people are ready yet. I don't I, think
1: people are ready. I feel like you think People d- can handle that. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Let's. I feel like we should have Nick do like five pod deck questions. Uh, like well, just five pod burn, deck. questions. like the questions. whole deck. You know? where,
1: where is the where is the deck, Jordan? Is it Boone? I don't know. Do you see the deck oh, over there? The <laughs>
0: All let's, right. Let's burn St- some. No, no, this? no. We're just one. No, it's, that's, come on. That's
1: the rule. It's just one pod deck question.
0: But let's have him actually. See, we bur- let's have it. him actually burn it on the show. Yeah, after it's over. Where no, like on the show.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are we after taking yes. questions from the audience?
0: All right, uh, Nick. Is that
1: dangerous. This is the pod deck's question okay. of the night. You opened
0: it up, Nick. And will
1: you just pick we a card. We went from aliens to pod deck. Yeah, pick a card. Okay, you're trying to force me a card no, here. No, I, uh, I see want. what you're doing. I, I I'm really going to do don't... some tricks after this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <These> cards. <laughs> All right, uh, what is your pod deck question for the night? What are you most excited about right now?
0: Oh, that should That's be easy. easy. That's, you got lucky on that one. I mean, last one was like, "Who would you kill?" <laughs>
1: Jesus, <laughs> yeah, it's dark. Oh my <laughs> god, let me see these. That's pod pretty deck dark. It's pretty dark. Can I see those for uh, a second? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. what, what are these? Cr- this, this uh, some company. I have no affiliation with these guys. Oh my they, god, you're promoting. They the sent pod some stuff, decking? and it's right. they, you know, it's uh, it's sort of a uh, tradition now. We ask the uh, we ask the guests at the end of the show a uh, uh, shuffle them. Qu- yeah, shuffle. You want to pick a different one. You can pick a different one if you want. Okay, no, that's right. Tell me when to stop. Uh, I won't even to be start. looking. Stop. All right, see it? All right. Which? Wait, no, I'm going to tell He's you what it is. He's doing a trick or something. Oh, okay. Which band would you have play at your funeral? That's exactly it. <laughs> Holy shit, how did I that do that? That's exactly <laughs> it. Exactly it. Right, that's that. all I'm doing. That's exactly it. Which band would you have? That's actually a better question for Bob you. Bob Marley and the Whalers. Well, he's he's passed. It said dead or alive. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess that, that works then. I would go with the, uh, I'd probably go through Ramones. Ramones, okay, that's cool. I'd probably go through Ramones. Nice. So, but wait, you got to pull that out of there. Oh, you wow. got it? Well we got
0: to burn it. we got we to gotta burn, we gotta
1: burn it. it. All right, uh-huh, everybody. Man. All right, get that ashtray so you don't burn your, so that.
0: Why are you burning it? You have because
1: to. Because we'll never ask it again to any other, to any other guest. What because happens that's, when you only have like three left? That's you. I gotta burn this right now. You gotta, you gotta burn it right now, this ladies and gentlemen. This is why. This is this is how we do it. There's this is dangerous. There's no other. Uh, this will never be asked again.
0: Get it on. Get it in the in the camera range. Once he gets oh. it on fire, he will. There he goes. Oh my god.
1: He, there he goes. He's burning it. So uh, you'd pick Bob Marley and the Whalers. That's a, That's a
0: great. That's a great. And what are you most excited about? Was that the other one?
1: Well, we, we put that being way. on uh, smoke smoke night live. Of course, of course. Of course. Uh, Nick, uh, I got to thank you for taking the time on a Wednesday. Oh, this smells terrible! Now, normally, folks, as you know, this would be Flavor Odyssey with Robbie and Randy, but uh, Randy is, is where's Randy? He's moving. He's got stuff going on, uh, so they took the week off. Oh and, and Nick, no you were like, "Hey, off. I'm going to be in town," and so we we're like, "Well, let's just uh, let's just do Smoke I Live." I stayed on Wednesday. for you guys. Uh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just getting oh. too much. Yeah. We're
1: about to smoke everybody out of this room. That's all right. How's the audience here? Do we got some some people watching this thing? Yeah, Jordan, you got any uh, questions? Or well, or
0: the only question that sprung from that was uh, if you were asked to do the firecracker again, would you? It's so good.
1: Um, yeah, I would. Yes. I would. So the answer is yes. And then
0: the other one was weird. It was, uh, how is your import-export business for latex going?
1: Oh, uh, it's good. I'm part <laughs> of something called Vandalay Industries. <laughs> We're in latex. <laughs> this is right when he falls down with his pants down. Yeah. <laughs> Vandalay Industries. <laughs> Vandalay Industries. All right, folks. Uh, it's Jerk Store, right? Uh, <laughs> ladies line and gentlemen. The Jerk Store. Nick Melillo on a Smoke Night Live on a special Wednesday, Jordan. That was incredible. Help! This is why I hate writing in large groups. It all gets homogenized <laughs> and it loses the whole edge.
0: That's pretty good. Uh, folks,
1: uh, next Wednesday, Flavor Odyssey will be back with Robbie and Randy. I think Robbie or Randy, probably Robbie, will be uh, telling the, uh, the audience on Monday what the pairing is on next Wednesday. Oh, it's obviously going to be Robbie. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be Randy. But get this, Jordan, I think Randy will actually be here in studio next week. He's coming back. For what? more, is He's that Bob? He's coming
0: he didn't have back. Enough, huh? he
1: couldn't you didn't have enough last week? So Randy will be coming back with you, Flavor Odyssey, on this Friday night. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do a full Smoke Night Live, but I think we're gonna do a big contest. Ooh. So everybody, be ready for that. What we're gonna do. We're gonna give away a whole bunch of cigars. I got a bunch of cigars from uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. I'm gonna give them away. What the heck? We gotta do a That's foundation enough.
0: thing sometimes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh. we gotta <laughs> get <laughs> some
1: ashtrays going. We yeah. gotta get some. Let's do that. Some, we gotta do some a new uh, dojo. Swag. Going on well, we well, more do, than that. We Let's gotta do, do, a do a dojo do it, uh, collaboration. Do we gotta do it. Do it. Do, <laughs> it, do hey. it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. There goes the studio audience. Uh, Nick, thank you so much, dude, guys, for it's taking the time. Guys, a pleasure. I always have fun hanging out with you guys. One of the most interesting cats in the entire industry, right here, Nick Malillo. Appreciate it. Foundation it's like the first time company. we
0: didn't make you do like a weird flavor blind. You know, kind and of. And I
1: learned a new word. A uh, smoglient. Boon. Oh, Boon. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah right. Boone. Uh, folks, uh, tune in Friday night. We're going to give away a bunch of cigars this Friday night. Until then, because it's Wednesday, get on the Dojoverse, check in your favorite cigars, check into what you're drinking. Well, you can't check into what you're drinking. Post what you're drinking. Post what you're listening to. Have a good time all night this Wednesday because we're going to be going up late, Jordan, all night this Wednesday night. Oh, yeah.
0: Having a Wednesday. good time on, on a new Wednesday. New spin on weekdays.
1: It's, it's a new spin. Um, until next week, remember, never smoke, smoke alone. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Nick. Peace. Peace. Is it fast? Oh,
0: it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. Jared's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Oh, look at that deal. That's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with a JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.